Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. And we are live, Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. What's up? A happy recording day, indeed. It, it is a happy day. Although for me, I'm kind of, I'm still a little heated. So, freaking, I know we haven't, like, talked in a, in a minute, so we should catch up here in a second. But let me just get this off my chest. Rant, 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 So I rant, worked from rant. home, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> So I hear this knock at the door, and I go to the door, and it's two ladies. And usually it's not women. Usually it's men who do this, but they're like, um, oh, hello, good sir. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Good sir. Good sir. Sure enough, who is it? Fucking Jehovah's Witness. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like done this before i mean dude i've sat in detroit on the front porch for like five minutes and talked to them about like you know bible and how we do ministry and you know what we think of jesus and all this stuff like i can i can just you know talk with them it's fine whatever but when i'm working like i'm working on something at home knock at the door go to the door unsuspecting and they want to have this fucking 30 minute conversation about my salvation. It's like, (laughs) first off, what you believe is bullshit. Second (laughs) off, I ain't got time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like go annoy someone else. Like, why are you at my door wanting to talk about my, is it that important to you? And that (laughs) this is what you think will save me. Like that's what you think is important. Coming to my door, interrupting my day. Anyway, at first, nice. At first, I just went with it, and I'm like, okay, yes, I I know Jesus. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I guess that wasn't very convincing. So they kept kept on talking, and you know, I just my niceness ran out like four minutes into it because I had said, well, you know, like you could tell they wanted to like come into my house, which is weird because. It's two women anyway, but like whatever. Um Bounchica, wow. So they definitely got the standoffish, but I was being nice about it, you know? And of then course. at one point they're like, Well, because I was like, listen, I'm I literally work from my home and I'm in the middle of a project, so like let's move this thing along. I'm not gonna buy what you're selling. I'm already saved. Peace the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, she gets in her purse and she's like, well, can I leave this pamphlet with you? I'm like, no, I thank you, but I don't want your pamphlet. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, who's a little younger, was like, well, can we leave a Bible with you? I was like, the Mormon Bible? She's like, yeah. I was like, no. And frankly, it's a bunch of bullshit. I don't think that I need a second Bible on top of the, the first Bible that has an Old Testament and a New Testament. And also, it's written by some other guy. And she's like, well, it wasn't written by that other guy. 
I was like, okay, well, you believe it's written by God through some other guy. Same fucking thing. And I just closed the door. <laughs> Dude, I had had it. Like, uh, I ain't got time for your shit, you know? Wait, time out, bro. So, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses, J-Dubs, at J-dubs. your door. Yep. And they want to leave you a Mormon Bible? Yeah. I mean, that's a first one for me. They usually have pamphlets really? and, like, you know, flyers. Dude. But they wanted to actually leave me a Bible. But a Mormon Bible. Yeah, yeah, the Mormon Bible, not the Holy Bible. Holy crap, dude, I've never heard that before. Unless maybe they were actually Mormons, and they were just disguising themselves as JWs. I don't know, man, I was confused, because the pamphlet thing they had was definitely, like, Jehovah's-esque, and then, like... The whole, like, maybe she fucked up. Maybe she didn't mean to say Mormon Bible. Yeah. I don't know. But I was just like, first off, no, I don't want your Mormon Bible. (laughs) Dude, why would you ever want to join a religion where you cannot celebrate your birthday? Or you can't have birthday parties anymore? Can't celebrate Christmas? You know, you're going to have a kid soon. Dude, imagine converting and then not being able to give your kid the best Christmas they've ever had, whether they remember it or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just for that reason alone, that doesn't really bother me, I guess. Oh, come on. That alone will make me not convert. Well, it doesn't bother me, but what I was trying to say is like, there's bigger things than that before I even get down to like something. Oh yeah. That's super trivial. Right, you know, super like, superficial. Oh, like if 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 it meant I had to like in order to be saved, I had to go, <laughs> I had to go around house to door house to with someone and be awkward <laughs> as shit. Like, yeah, oh, I don't know, man. I'd probably be like, well, uh, well, actually, if you believed it with all of your heart, mind, and soul, body, you would actually do it and take joy and pleasure in doing it because you know that your eternal salvation is dependent upon it yeah right yeah i guess you're right yeah so you'd actually be more willing to go door to door if you were a true believer than uh than not well they were definitely willing and then after i like said the whole like basically your faith is bullshit and fuck that (laughs) and i slammed the door in their face i was thinking (laughs) They probably are praying so hard right now for me. (laughs) (laughs) Not not only that, but they're probably second guessing whether or not you were a true Christian. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I said bullshit. You swore. Christians don't swear. Come on. Let's be for real. Also, I feel like our house now is like friggin' red flagged and we're just going to it's like them damn cats are just going to keep coming back now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a lost gentleman there he needs to hear the good news yeah yeah me and my dad joke about this kind of stuff you know my dad is also part of the unchurched church that's what's up <laughs> you know have our different reasons for leaving the the conventional church as it is right yeah <laughs> but he always makes fun because my dad was like freaking Sunday school superintendent of the year for 20 years running or something like that, right? <laughs> right. 
And he's just like, no, I'm not coming to your church. No, not unless I can just come in, teach Sunday school for 45 minutes and then leave. No, why do I have to stay for your three-hour service? No, why do I have to do this? Show me in the Bible where it says that I have to do this. You know, it's just nice. Just very logical, very methodic, you know, and very simple. Yeah. It's a very simple guy, you know, and I think he embodies everything that we're about. You know, just being super simple. Like, seriously, dude, you're believing this stuff because of tradition, not because Jesus actually said it. Not because it's actually true or actually something that's really going to get you closer to God. No, it's just your flat out tradition. You know who else has traditions? Everybody, every religion, every culture, every race. Yep. Hell, men have different traditions than females. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So whatever. That's funny, though. And I'm glad that you were very bothered and frustrated today. You know, now that I'm talking about it, maybe it wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. Maybe they were Mormon. (sighs) You dope. (laughs) How do you mix up the two? They're completely different. Well, because usually we have Jehovah's Witness come to the door. But not on a freaking Monday. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I I think I was bamboozled, man. Sorry, Jehovah's Witness. Sorry. It's the Mormons. The fucking Mormons. <laughs> yeah. I was I just those Mormons. I was so frustrated by the time I was like, Your Bible is bullshit. I have a Bible. Yeah. I don't need another one. Yeah. The whole Mormon Bible thing that came out of her mouth, I, I don't think I even registered it. I just closed mm. the door and I was like, fucking Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, though. How interesting. It. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, Jehovah's Witnesses come to, I mean, yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses, J-Dubs, they came to the house in East Point. Like real J-Dubs uh, or Mormons yeah, in real training? Yeah, real J-Dubs. <laughs> no, real J-Dubs. Real J Dubs and and it was uh and it was fun it was fun tearing down their circular reasoning and their um their false teaching yeah you know because I I mean I frankly they believe that um <laughs> Jesus is nothing more than the brother of the angel Gabriel mm-hmm. I mean that right there should let you know that they're not they're not saved right. Uh, I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess I suppose that there are many different Jesuses, but the Jesus of the Bible is not the brother of um, the Archangel Michael. So that's one separation. And then, uh, so I, I kind of like shut the first guy down, and then they, they came back a few weeks later with someone a little bit higher up. <laughs> Moving up the echelon. <laughs> All right, this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. I'm going to uh, bring in reinforcements. So a bigger guy comes in and tries to sit and talk, and so yeah, you know, you you really seem like you know your stuff. Like yeah, yeah, I've been kind of studying this all my life, so. You know, even if I wasn't a Christian, I understand that there's a difference between Christianity and Jehovah's Witnessing. 
Yeah. You know, there's there's a big difference between Christianity and the Watchtower. So you can't tell me that they're the same thing when they're not. So whether I want to believe or not doesn't matter. Uh, they're not the same. So you got to come from a different angle. But the funny thing is that their number one evangelistic target is Christians. Yeah. And unfortunately, so many Christians get tripped up because they just frankly don't know their Bible. Yeah, they can't talk about shit. No, they don't know. They do not know. And it's a failure of the church. It's a failure of the pulpit. And it's one of many reasons why we are the unchurched. Hell yeah. So, sweet. I'm so happy that you got frustrated today. That's so funny to me. Usually I don't, you know, because obviously this has happened to everyone and it's happened to me several times and I just, I don't know. It's like, like you're trying to like, the thing that really gets me like, sure. If I had time, let's sit around and debate theology. Why not? I can do that. Yeah. All day. But like you're coming to my house, which is strangely enough, a third of it is my business. So like. Here I am at work. Yeah. You know, if someone comes up to like calls you at work and is like, "Hey, do you know the light of the Lord? Do you know Jesus is your savior?" We're just <laughs> giving calls today, seeing if you wanted a free uh a free little pamphlet if you just give me your email address, so we can email one over. But um oh you oh you already are a believer. Well, that's great. What do you believe in? Even better. <laughs> like when they do like these blanket like Tell me about your faith. Fuck off, bitch. Why I got to tell you about my faith? You coming to me. I got to tell you <laughs> shit. This is my fucking house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. It just really rubbed me wrong today. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. You know, funny thing, a couple years ago, I had uh, some Mormons come to our door the night before Easter. It was a Saturday night. And they were, you know, targeting people specifically for this day, which was funny. What was really funny is that we had just moved into this house. Nice. And our neighbors right next door to us were Mormons. Hmm. So I kind of feel like, you know, they just kind of like call the dogs on us. Like, all right, we got this, uh, this new family that just moved in next door. It's a black and white couple. Let's get them. Yeah. so uh yeah that that first easter bro it was it was funny so they they pull up to the house it's in the middle of the night which is very very strange it's not daytime it's nighttime and um they're knocking on the door and it's it's two guys and they're like hey my name is brother this and my name is brother that and they started talking and uh and again, I mean, yeah, okay, I I'm, don't belong to a church right now, but I, I still read my Bible, and I still pray and have a relationship with God, you know what I mean? And they're telling me that basically I need to be saved, <laughs> uh, not because of the church thing, but just because I am not worshiping the true Jesus yeah, as that's, that's the proclaimed, yeah, as proclaimed by the prophet. Joseph we Smith. recognize the false Jesus. And it's like, oh, 
okay. I said, so, so then, uh, basically, I mean, we, we talked for about a half an hour. I entertained these guys. We had fun. Um, and they were really nice guys. Really, really the reason why I entertained the guys is because the guy who knocked on the door, he was so sweet. He looked like Micah would look in 15 years, Hmm. which is crazy. That's weird. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. He could have been a little Bruno Mars. (laughs) And (laughs) as a result, I entertained the guy. Oh, I have a soft, I have a soft spot in my heart for anybody that looks like my son. Yeah. That's weird though. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. Whatever. Who cares? All right. We want to get into this. Yeah, dude, if you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. So uh, last episode, we discussed uh, when God is silent, right? Mm-hmm. That actually wasn't the name of it, though, right? Or something no, that, close enough to it. I'm pretty sure verbatim was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> spot on. When there God is go. silent, part one. When God is silent, part one. Exactly. So we did our part one. And uh um, strangely so, enough is the name that you came up with, so the fact that you forgot it is even funnier. No, you know the really funny part is that I forgot it and still said it spot on. That is yeah. hmm That's pretty Crazy. impressive, dude. Yeah. Anyway, uh so yeah, we wanted to go ahead and do a part two because Sean Dizzle himself said that there were some things that he wanted to say. And after I listened to it, for the third time I was like dude why didn't I say this and why didn't I say that so yeah which hopefully now we can say all those things but I hope I don't forget all of what I was going to say <laughs> you're not going to forget you're not going to forget you got this bro go ahead kick it off well <clears throat> I mean nice with the whole you know what do we do in God's silent and if you're an unbeliever, you know, how do you see God and why, when bad things happen, one, why does he allow it? And two, why does he not answer and, or come to the rescue and fix it? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So if you need a refresher, uh, you might want to just pause right here and go back and listen to part one real quick. Um, <clears throat> but even if you don't, you'll pretty much get a gist of what's going on. But uh, for me, basically, one of the things, and I actually got it um, from that book, God on Mute by Pete Craig. Love he it. really, um, dude, I'm telling you, like that book, we put it in the show notes for uh, the last podcast, and we'll do the same for this one, I guess. Um, but uh, there's some things in there, man, that like some little nuggets that I could chew on over the years. and. I still don't know, and we, we kind of ended the last podcast, too, with, like, how do you answer it? You know, what do you tell people? I don't know that we can answer it. So, I mean, there's some stuff that, you know, it's not like you read this book or you read some other book or you listen to this podcast and it's like, aha, I now know what A and B equals, and it's C. So as long as I do A and B, we're good. Like, sure. I don't know that there's some working formula or... <clears throat> hidden or unhidden for that matter, like answer to the question. 
Yeah. But, <clears throat> excuse me. I do think um, one of the things I took away from uh, the God on Mute book was, you know, seeing, um, seeing that like maybe God is actually trying to draw us closer to him when things happen. Um, and I think it, I don't, I can't remember if it's the prodigal son or not, um, from the Bible, but there's two sons and, uh, one is actually, it might've just been a story made up. I don't know. No, 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 you're right. When when we talked about this before, it was, uh, it was the prodigal son for sure. Luke 14. But basically, you know, one of the sons has everything and life's pretty much easy and, you know, he doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to try. You know, his dad just provides whatever and it's awesome. Second son, completely opposite. <laughs> he's got to work. He's got to toil. He's got to try hard. He's got to go through, you know, trials and it's not easy at all. Sure. And... One day the son finally says to the dad, like, you know, why does my brother have it so easy? Like, do you, you must love him more. Like what, like, why do you not love me like that? And the dad said, well, son, you kind of missed the whole thing because it's not about loving him more or less. It's about, I wanted you to come to me more. So like, I actually wanted to cherish the times that we had when you know, you needed to know so you were struggling with something and, you know, come, come to me, come find me and let's work it out. Let's, you know, let me teach you, let me, or just let me hold you. Let me be there for you when you hurt or something like that. And the whole thing that I took away from that was, you know, maybe God allows us to go through certain things because he's wanting us to draw close to him he's wanting us to draw near like he's wanting us to question you know and yeah. like uh we were take your friend you know who's asking all these questions and how could he allow this and why did he do that and why doesn't he do this i guess it's kind of like well were you even thinking about god before these things happened you know like were you asking well where are you god would you have ever asked that unless you needed to ask that? Now, I'm not saying huh. that that is good question. a hundred percent a thing. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely interesting and something to think about because I mean, you know, you don't ever need to know how to change your oil in your car until you don't have any more oil in your car and your car's acting up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. And that's probably a way dumbed down version of what I'm trying to say, but like, I like it. It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, I like it for sure. Yeah. You know, I think you bring up a good point, though, about the fact that. Uh, I don't know, you know, there's the, the way I read the Bible. I see so many places where God says, I do this for my own glory. I do this for the the sake of my praise. I do this for my own honor. I do this for the sake of my word. 
You know, there, there's so many yeah. things. There, there, there's a book that I read called The Glory of God that, that talked about the glory of God and and how God, part of his nature is to be essentially full of himself. He is full of himself. He does so much or allows so much for the sake of his own praise, for the sake of his own praise or the sake of his own worship or for the sake of his own name. And that's not me saying that. That's not my interpretation. That's literally what the Bible says. Yeah. When you read the Old Testament over and over again, you'll see I did this for my name's sake. But what does that mean? That means, hey, I want my name to stay good. And so that's why I allowed this to happen. I want you to know that I was the one that orchestrated this and made this turn out for your good and then for my glory. Right. So Romans chapter eight. All things work together for the good of them that love God and that are called according to his purpose. Right. Preach. So so. God is all about allowing stuff to work out for our benefit. But also his glory, he's going to get something out of it. Yeah, it's almost like as long as. Yeah. I mean, we, we see that so much and, and and maybe you can think that that's like bad or good or you could judge it either way. But show me one business owner that doesn't do operate the same way. Sure. Well, and, <laughs> you know and what I'm two, saying? like, as a non-Christian, that's, or, you know, believer in Jesus or whatever you want to deem the terminology there. Like, if you accept Jesus in your heart, <clears throat> that might not sound as crazy. But if you don't, that's probably going to sound like, well, so your God is egotistical, like, friggin' chauvinistic, or Maybe that's not the right word, but like, <laughs> oh, it's all about your God. And it's like, well, right. well, yeah, that is actually the point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. For and sure. even as Christians, we can forget like, you know, we don't owe like God doesn't owe us anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like sure. he is the author and he, he's the creator of everything like he's god and we forget and it's very very easy to do and i do this too so yeah don't think that i'm pointing any finger here because i do this all the time but it's yeah. so easy for me to forget like the holiness of god because probably partially because i've never actually experienced the entire holiness of god yet but even what i do know and just you know, like forgetting, like, man, like God is everything without him. There's nothing. And he gave me this massively amazing gift. And I just need to like, remember how awesome and holy he is. And that I am the created. I'm not the creator. He is the creator. Sure. So like, you know, and that's that's like so easy to forget, especially in this, you know, I mean, I'm looking at two screens right now just doing this damn podcast. And yeah. if I type in anything, I can be on, 
you know, freaking online for hours at a time and just get lost, man, in our age of like not even understanding anything about God, you know, but yeah. Yeah. You anyway, know, I, I my think point back is, to yours. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. But my, the point of all of that was, you know, I could definitely see non believers, quote unquote, I guess, you know, hearing you say that and being like, wow, so your God is a dick. You know, <laughs> it's all about him. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Ooh. Bless your brother. Excuse me. Holy crap. That came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. I didn't even have time to mute my microphone. <laughs> it's all good. We can cut it. Which means we um, won't. So never mind. Yeah, never mind. So I agree with you 100%. I think it's weird, but I think it's funny at the same time. Like going back to that Luke 15, the um, uh, prodigal son story. It's interesting how. So, yeah, you got the two sons. You got the one that's like giving my inheritance right now. Right. Which basically when in the Jewish culture, if you go to your father who is still alive and says, give me my inheritance right now, he's basically saying, I can't wait for you to die. So I want all the <laughs> whatever I'm supposed to get. Give it to me right now because I can't wait for you to die to get it. Give so just it give it to me, me now. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> the slap in the face. Uh, you can imagine the heart of that father just like, you know what, dude. I've done all this good stuff and my son is still an asshole. <laughs> you know, I've given him everything that, that I could enough. ever give him. And it's never enough, right? And my son is still an asshole. Uh, so imagine the questions that he, he could possibly have, you know, forgot about that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, on top of the other son, the oldest son, who's actually, who's actually the son that, that's supposed to be the heir of everything, Everything goes to the firstborn. Yeah, it's his inheritance. Uh, his inheritance. Like, like you're dipping into my stuff right now by asking our father to give you your inheritance. You're dipping into my stash. You know? Just all the questions of why. Like, why in a world would something like this be allowed? Now, the, the father could have been completely insulted and just like, fuck you. You're not getting anything, dude. You're kidding me? You're telling me you can't wait for me to die? You just want me for my stuff? Dude, go pound rocks. Go pound sand. You know? And the the oldest son is probably looking at the father like, yeah, why didn't you just go tell him to go pound sand? You know? We don't always understand everything. But the the thing in the end that happened, to your point, Sean, the, the thing in the end that happened was... After the younger son wasted everything in the story, he wasted all of his money in a very short amount of time. He ends up eating the pig slop with the pigs and sold himself into slavery just to survive. After leaving his father's house with millions of dollars, you know, as an example, he's balling out of control. He's buying. He's setting up booths. You know, for his friends, they're buying, they're popping bottles, they're making it rain everywhere they go. 
Then the money runs out. Everybody leaves him. He's so broke and so far away from home. The only thing he can do is sell himself into slavery. He decides to go back home. And his father looked at him like, dude, come on back home. I love you. Put some shoes on his feet. Give me the best robe. Put it on his back. Here's the ring, the signet of authority. You know, kill the fatted calf. Let's uh, let's have a party. My son has come home. The son never repents. The son never says the things that he rehearsed in his mind. He never even got a chance to say those things because his father was just so happy that his son was home. He he saw him from afar, ran to him and kissed him and helped and hugged him and held him and, and completely restored him. And uh, and earned his his son's love for the rest of his life. This, obviously, this is where this, the story kind of ends. And we don't know, but you can probably guess that this son is probably the most loyal son after this point. Hopefully, after uh, getting knocked around some hard knocks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, these different things. And, and, and then the, the older son had to have a different perspective after seeing um, after seeing the the younger son come back after being a spoiled brat. What actually happens in the story is that the older son is like, look, I've never left you. I never disobeyed you. I did. I've done everything you wanted me to do. Why you've never, you know, killed this this animal so that I can have a party with my friends. Why you never do this? Why you never do that? And the father's response was so important. He said, what you fail to realize is that everything that I have is already yours. Like you could have had a party yesterday and killed the fatted calf, but you didn't, <laughs> you know? And, and so you see both sons being handled in a different way. But the whole point was that the father was trying to draw both of them back to him. He's telling the oldest son, look, you have, more power, more authority, more access, more favor than what you realize because you're trying to compare yourself to other people and you're missing the point that everything that is mine is yours. Well, the youngest son, he's coming to coming to the father and the father is saying, I want you to know that regardless of how dumb you are and how bad of an asshole you are, I still love you because you're my son. And so everything that I have is yours. And, and I think when it comes down to us and, and when stuff happens that we don't understand, God is still gently saying to us, just like that father was, that, look, everything that's mine is yours, that I love you more than anything, and that there is nothing in this world that will separate you from my love. And, and as a result, I just want you to be close to me. Like, yeah, this hurts and yeah, this sucks and yeah, your perspective didn't allow you to be able to see the value that I have for you. But through this situation, I want you to see that I value you more than what you can ever imagine. So come close to me. Word. <laughs> Dude, that was satisfyingly deep. I didn't kick it off, but that, that, was, that was pretty good. We can put it here in the tail end. <laughs> so deep, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, God is a good God. 
we may not understand everything and we may not get everything, but that's the, that's the, that's the, the, the point of our finiteness, you know, like we're finite, we, we're not infinite, we can't see everything. And so it's just small little things that teach us how to draw closer to God, you know? What do you think, Sean? I mean, I agree for sure. But I still hold true to, you know, because, I mean, if we get a little more back to the whole, why does God allow this and why does God allow that? And, you know, it's, it's, you have to just come to a thing of like, we're not going to have the answers, you know? Mm. So what does it matter then? You know? I mean, yeah. why do I still believe in God even though my back's not healed? Sure. That's probably a really good question because <clears throat> I don't know, like, if I could even articulate how to answer that, you know? I just do. I mean, I, I can't not believe in Jesus and God and... You know, can like I can't abandon that because something bad happened to me or because pain happened or because I lost someone or, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I agree. You know, pain is an indicator. Right. I'm not a medical doctor by any means, but I do know that uh, neurologically, Pain is an indicator, right? We have pain sensors everywhere, all of our bodies, right? Mm. Nerves. It teaches us stuff. So you touch something hot, what happens? The, the impulse is sent directly to your brain. You've got pain sensors that are going off in your brain. And it's supposed to tell you, hey, that's a bad idea. Don't touch that. That's hot. That's painful. That's going to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and like I was saying last episode, when I, you know, when my nieces were here, one fell, scraped her knee. Mom and dad didn't say, come on, dust yourself off. Get over it. Stop your freaking whining. No. Said, you're a big girl. You can handle this. You got it. Come on. Give me a hug. Let me kiss your boo-boo. Right. We miss the fact that our pain and our suffering and the things that happen that happens are opportunities for God to kiss our boo-boos and us to draw closer to him. Yeah. You know, if the only thing that you focus on is the fact that you're hurt. You miss the fact that there's a higher power, there's somebody greater than you that wants to console you and heal you. To touch that pain and take it away. Or to touch that pain and give you a lesson. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, it doesn't just stop at pain. And, and I think that that's where we get in trouble is that we'll, we'll stop there in our logic as it relates to God. We'll stop at the point of our pain. And miss the fact that there's a father that wants to kiss the boo-boo. There's a father that's saying, hey, look, I saw it. I saw you fall and hit your knee. I saw you. Come here. Come to me and let me kiss your boo-boo. 
Is it his fault if you choose not to come to him? No, absolutely not. But the invitation is still there. And we have a choice in the midst of our pain to come to him and say, hey, look, I know you just saw that. That's fucked up. It hurts. I'm bleeding. I'm in pain. Kiss my boo-boo. It's our choice. We have a choice to allow God to kiss the boo-boos or not. I know that sounds so (laughs) silly. (laughs) Help me out here, bro. You know what I'm trying to say. I do. I mean, it's basically just saying what I was saying earlier with the whole, you know. But again, that's kind of like from a, I mean, that's definitely from a Christian's perspective, you know. I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, because even with what you just said, and I agree with it, but someone who doesn't believe in Jesus or believe, or, you know, doesn't believe in God or whatever, I mean, they're just going to write that off and be like, well, Jesus isn't going to come down from his little heaven and actually kiss my boo-boo, so what the fuck are you even talking about, you know? Sure. But... That could be argued. Yes. Um... I mean, yeah, obviously I, I agree with you. I think, you know, you can't focus on the pain. Just like in general, you, you if you focus on negative, you're just going to drive yourself crazy, you know? Nothing good's yeah. going to come out of that. Um, And it's probably why the Bible says not to worry. <laughs> Look at the birds. Yeah. They do nothing. And their God takes care of them. Why are you freaking out? You know? Yeah. But <clears throat> that's probably for another podcast. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. Maybe we just don't have enough to say that's any different than what I've already said on this topic. No, sure. But it also says to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Yeah. Scripture I, I, also says that. And I don't think that. There's enough, um, there's enough instruction or help for people to actually do that. We don't know how to cast our cares. I mean, sure. that's a that's a that's a biblical term. But the fact is, is that at the end of the day, what what it really means is to talk about it. It means to talk it out. Yeah, and you know I mean, for. Even for your friend, like if he listens to this one, excuse me, I'm trying to like burp, but not, it's weird. All right, I'm back. Okay. Like if you're going to sit here and this is for anyone, but like if you're going to question about God, then you have to understand one, like you're not just going to get an immediate answer. And it's black and white and boom, boom, there you go. You know, it's not like, you know, oh, I wonder who started McDonald's. Let me just Google it. And in, you know, two minutes of reading, I know who started Google or McDonald's, you know, like that's not (laughs) genuinely speaking how life works. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not even talking about your, your friend at this point. I'm talking about people who I've talked to in the past where. You know, they they know, well, I mean, whatever the scenario is, but they know, oh, you're a Christian. Hey, tell me why, you know, 
why did he let my freaking grandma die early or you know why was my baby brother killed or whatever the case may be like i don't fucking know i'm not a genie but you have to understand when you're asking that question you can't just expect to be like oh well i'll tell you why it's because secretly your brother was a fucking asshole murderer who was worse than hitler and god just had to get him off the earth like that's that's you know that's not that's an answer quite creative bro like the, yeah. you know sure so you have to be okay with doing some research and with questioning because one yeah. thing i do know about god is if he is true and if he is real and if everything i believe is is uh not false questioning him does not phase him at all <laughs> And it doesn't mean he doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we have a Bible that we could read and learn. And we have, we can pray. We can ask God. I mean, Christianity, like faith in Jesus is a relationship. And, you know, I mean, take it, take it on a super personal level. Like, go ask your loved one who you just met these super fucking deep questions about like something, are they really going to be like, Oh, it's because of this and that. No, it's probably going to take time and there needs to be trust built up and there needs to be some longevity. You know what I'm saying? Not that like, Oh, you have to become a Christian. And then 10 years later, all of your cares will be taken away and you will know everything and why it happened. (laughs) It's not like that, but I'm just saying like, we can't always put God in this little bitty corner before we even believe in him just because we're impatient or because uh, it seems weird or because, you know, we can't get what we want just by a simple question. Like, am I making sense? No, you're making perfect sense. You know what I'm not, saying? Yeah, like, I'm, not I'm every not answer saying, comes quick. Well, I am saying everyone should believe in Jesus because that's what I firmly believe. But I'm not saying everyone should just go believe in Jesus Jesus because he's some genie. But you have to wait for it. No. <laughs> There's yeah. stuff that I literally am dealing with in my life I will probably never know the answer to. Yeah. And here's the news flash and the fucking pill that's big that no one wants to swallow. Mm-hmm. That is okay. That's how it's supposed to be. It's okay. We are no not supposed it. to know everything. Hey, I want to know if book Bigfoot is real. I want to know. You got millions of people that say that they've seen this thing. I'm just joking with you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I already know the answer, bro. It's, he's not real. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> you doubter. <laughs> <laughs> I am slowly getting sucked into all that bullshit, though. Of course you are. I'm not saying I'm going to believe in Bigfoot one day. I'm just saying Uh now that it's becoming a bigger joke, (laughs) like, I guess maybe I noticed Bigfoot stuff more and I'm like, oh, I got to text this to Michael or like, (laughs) oh my God, I got to say this to my mom, you know, like, Uh, hey, listen, me and your mom, we're on the same wavelength, dude. It's on the brain more. It's weird. Yeah, because it's real. (laughs) (laughs) bigfoot is real it's a real phenomenon man it's that's come on i'm not saying ufos and aliens i'm just i'm talking about stuff that's walking around on this earth that we haven't seen yet 
Me and you haven't seen it. No. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Actually, I did. I saw him in a Domino's commercial the other day. Yeah. <laughs> he ordered pizza. <laughs> Dude, there are whole towns that are centered around Bigfoot. Like, cool. whole towns are obsessed with it because there's been so many people that have had sightings. Yeah. You want to tell me it's not real? Dude, I don't know. We were just, uh, was it last weekend or the weekend before? I don't remember. But it was when I was texting you about, you know, oh, look, here's Bigfoot. So there's this, uh, like, national forest that we live almost in. Yeah. And uh, Shawnee National Forest. And in that forest, there's this place called Garden of the Gods. And it's like this, like, these rock structures. And there's one called Camel Rock because it actually looks like a camel with the humpback. And it's crazy. Uh, they, um, nice. They made this, like, gift shop when the uh, eclipse happened. Because just so happened that if you go to this area, in uh in the Shawnee National Forest, which happens to be Garden of the Gods, it's like a really good place to see it, you know. So anyway, they built these uh this little store and this other little thing, and uh they have a freaking Sasquatch statue that you can like awesome. get out and take a picture with, and they have like cutouts of a freaking awesome. Bigfoot family with ice creams in their hands to like promote that they sell ice cream, and I'm like, oh my god. That's that's Herod, Illinois. There is a sh- nice. There's a Shawnee Forest Bigfoot Facebook page. Yep. Because they've seen Bigfoot there so much. <laughs> I see it. It's I see just, it. It's I'm looking. So crazy. I am looking at the Bigfoot of Shawnee National Forest. Oh. Like an actual picture or the statue? I'm looking at the pictures of the statue. Yeah. It's pretty freaking awesome, dude. Wow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So just uh, for the folks that are listening, now that I'm kind of like nerding out and I'm forgetting about what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. The rest of the podcast Shawnee, is over. Yeah, it's over. Shawnee Forest Bigfoot. S-H-A-W-N-E-E. The beautiful Garden of the Gods here in Illinois has made it on several top 10 lists for Bigfoot sightings. Boom. Right there. <laughs> Don't tell me it's not real. It's in my backyard, bro. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not camping in Illinois. I didn't know I had Sasquatch for a neighbor. It's pretty awesome. Hey, listen, dude. If I ever see him, I am getting a selfie. I hope you do, if you're not pissing your pants. Man, okay, if Bigfoot is real, there are mm-hmm. way too many little statues, and like, there's way too much buzz for this creature not to be like, yo, these crazy white and black people love me. They got like, <laughs> they got shrines of me everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They sell stuff with my picture on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and he's not he's, getting any residuals. Then it's going to be get pissed and, like, want money and... Of course. Take over the world. There you go. Probably. I don't know. Let's see it happen. I don't know. 
I'm telling you, dude, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe in Bigfoot. And I believe that there are a lot of conspiracies out there, a lot of government cover-ups. And it's just a topic for another night, dude. Just one night, man. Just one night, bro. We're going to podcast, and you're going to let me nerd out on Bigfoot. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Me and uh, Me and my beautiful pregnant wife. We found a new show, man, on Hulu. Yeah. Called Hunting Hitler. Have you heard oh about this? God. No, I've not heard about this. Well, it's it's the only reason I'm bringing it up because it's kind of right up the whole alley of conspiracies. But basically. Yeah, they think he's still alive. Well, not at this point. He'd be old as shit. And he had, like, yeah. apparently horrible stomach problems. I don't know. But anyway, from, from all the cyanide tablets in his teeth. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they definitely think that the suicide was not real and that he escaped and was planning a fourth Reich and like this whole thing. And dude, I am sucked in. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know it's like, I know it's entertaining and most of it's fake, mm. but it's still like, like I thoroughly enjoy it. <laughs> You know? Yeah. I and sometimes it. I'm making fun of it like, oh, yeah, okay. It's so thick in that jungle that you couldn't get through. You had to hack through with a freaking machete. But somehow the camera crew with all their gear got on the other side of the forest to film you coming Come through <laughs> it. Yeah, that's believable. Yeah. You know, but like. <clears throat> See, you're a thinker. Other things is like, huh. I mean, that could have happened. Sure. But you know what? That's why in the in our intro we say we sit down, we talk, and we question serious things. Right there. Mm. Shit doesn't make sense, man. On the other hand, though, with Bigfoot, typically those that get the best footage are out there by themselves setting up their own cameras. Just so saying. I should hike in the Shawnee Forest and take a camera with me? Is that what you're saying? GoPro on your head, one on your back. <laughs> Facebook Live it. <laughs> Facebook Live <laughs> all right that's crazy we're done <laughs> oh this was fun Hell yeah. but yeah we don't always have the answers and it takes time to get them but i don't know man i still love jesus i think god is faithful and uh and th there was an old song because uh, I grew up in a very denominational church, like all black church, mm. all old school black music with the organ mm. Mm. and the Preaching piano pastor. and the, the drums and just everything. Yeah. Ending every service with shouting, all that kind of stuff. Praise him, Lord. But there's a song that the old saints used to sing. I'm not going to try to sing it. I'm just going to tell you the words. Bro, just go. Just go with it. Come I'm on. not going to sing it. Nope. I've already made my decision. So the song is Bye and Bye. Oh. Bye and Bye. When the judgment comes, all the saints of God get to go. Bye, bye, bye. We will tell the story of how we've overcome and we'll understand it better. Bye and Bye. I probably mixed up some of those words, just like I said in the beginning, Luke 14, but it was actually Luke 15. 
Those old saints had an understanding of something. They were just like, you know what? We we don't get everything and some stuff just doesn't make sense of of you know of why they are the way that they are, but we'll understand it better by and by. In other words, when, when once we get to heaven, all our answers will all our questions will be answered and we'll stand before a God that we've loved and served our entire lives and our faith will be fulfilled because We'll have reasons for everything. We'll understand things better. And uh, and we, as a result, will be able to worship him more fully. Like case in point, like growing up, I didn't understand everything that my parents did or what they didn't do or the decisions that they made or whatever the case may be. But as I got older and now I'm an adult and I'm living on my own with my own family, I love and respect my parents more. I have an understanding now that I have gotten older. Yeah. And I think it'll be the same thing at the end of our lives. I mean, so. with some differences, but yes, I agree. Yeah, with some differences. <clears throat> we'll understand it better by and by. By and by, brother. Yeah, dude. All right, let's wrap it up, bro. I'm wrapping it up like it's got some STDs on it. <laughs> 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 yes that's the drop got it done yo first off if you made it this far thanks second off short and sweet here's what you're gonna do you're gonna go to http semicolon forward slash forward slash www.unchurchpodcast dot wordpress.com oh it's very angry and then you're gonna sign up however you want we're officially now on google podcast because that's a thing we are on soundcloud itunes we're pretty much everywhere you can be listening you know what i'm saying so yeah do it and thank you get at us thank you give us five stars while you're there thumbs ups likes not one, Drop not two, comment. not three, not four, but five of them stars. <laughs> and we love you a long time. Oh, yes. Sweet. All right, brother. Another one in the books. For sure, Sub- man. Number 15. Wow. Did you ever think we'd come this far? <laughs> <laughs> and you would have had these conversations if nobody else was listening either way. So, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Ha 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 ha.